Welcome back. Welcome back. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I'm a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I'm also a Christian, so I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. I'm an entrepreneur. I own a uh, private practice called Kingdom Creative Counseling. We're located in downtown Greensboro. And then, of course, I have training courses and all kinds of things that uh, you may want to check out at my website, samariacobra.com. Let's get it popping. Today, we're going to talk about another topic, and that is greed. Greed. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. We ask that you would... Uh, open our ears to hear what you have to say. So we have to ask ourselves the question. This is really important. Where do lies come from? Why do people betray you? Why do people pretend to get next to you with ulterior motives? Where does narcissism come from? Where does evil motives and evil intentions and what the Bible calls workers of iniquity, where does it all come from? And that is greed. That's greed. Um, and again, this is a therapy topic, believe it or not. Uh, for those who don't know, I see clients all the time. And um, and <clears throat> sometimes it can be painful when you are the uh, victim or I should say survivor of someone else's greed. Hopefully you won't find yourself being on this level of greed, but it does happen. I was watching um, some uh, over my Thanksgiving staycation. Uh, I was watching uh, a few movies and I watched this one movie by uh, called The Pretender. It wasn't a movie, it was like a series <clears throat> on Hulu. Great, 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 great uh, uh, series called The, not but The Pretender, I'm sorry, it was called The Dropout by Elizabeth Holmes. Ooh, was it good. So Elizabeth Holmes just got, uh, she just was uh, sentenced to 11 years in federal prison. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who don't know, no judgment, <clears throat> but she stole, or they said she defrauded investors up to about $4 billion and uh, had the safety uh, and, and risked so many different um, uh, lives because of this invention that she had created. She said it was working and it wasn't. <clears throat> and I watched another one because I love to study like organizational stuff and, why, and how organizations fail and all that. I also looked at uh, another uh, similar documentary. I, I think it was on, I don't think it was on, or maybe it was on Hulu as well. It may have been on, it's not an advertisement for Hulu. It may have been on uh, <laughs> on YouTube as well. I don't know. But by the founder of WeWork, it is alleged, alleged because he's not not been uh, charged with anything, not been arrested. It's allegedly that he had a company that was worth upwards of $47 billion dollars. Uh, and it was based upon uh, allegedly false pretenses. Um, I look at <clears throat> look at things like Bertie Madoff, and Bertie Madoff stole upwards of about sixty four point eight billion dollar financial fraud. He was sentenced to one hundred and fifty years in prison. And those who don't know, Bernie Madoff obviously has passed away, but sixty four point eight billion dollars um and so i i, I thought to add that because i found it fascinating for me i don't even watch movies or i mean i do every now and again but i don't really watch stuff like that unless my brain is like learning something and that's when i was like Whoa. so i had to ask myself how how does one uh how does one do this how does one do this and it's, it's rooted in greed it's rooted in greed um, for those who don't know, I've kind of looked up and this is this my mind's got to wondering here. 
Elizabeth uh, uh, Holmes' invention, it was not that it was uh, far-fetched. They've actually come out with technology that was able to take uh, some of her ideas and actually make it uh, make it work. They have they won't they weren't able to do like two hundred blood samples, but there are certain technologies that are there that is on point. She didn't wait. Uh, but but again, there's some things that come along with people who are greedy um, and driven by an ulterior mode of selfish ambitions. And so I wanted to highlight these organizations because a lot of times we think about greed, we talk about jealousy, we think about people with ulterior motives and people are trying to network. We think individuals. And that's really what I see uh, <laughs> on, for, uh, for therapy. But I do have uh, a lot of interest in organizational leadership. Actually, one of my degrees is actually in or, uh, Christian organization leadership. So so, but what I wanted to highlight these is because it's such an a, important part of our life. And it's also a warning to organizational leaders. Don't just look uh, 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 singly, you know, for individual relationships, family, friends, uh, which is what I see, but look at your organization and how these organizations are built and how they fall. And I want to tell you some of the strategies of the enemy as it relates to greed, greed, which leads to deception. You can't have greed without deception. You can't have greed without betrayal. You understand? Jesus was betrayed by Judas because of his own, because Judas is greed. Uh, you can't have greed without jealousy and envy. You cannot have greed uh, 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 without defrauding somebody. It, it all works. You cannot have greed and be patient. You cannot be greedy and patient. You understand? So you have to be impatient. Uh, you cannot be greedy and and love and can't. so it's it's a reciprocal effect that has all these other things behind it. So let's start by reading some scriptural context. If you go to John chapter two, first John excuse me, chapter two, I'm going to read it for a few versions. The same scripture because it's so powerful. Uh, it says I'm going to give a lot of scripture today, so make sure you write them down uh, because it's going to be really good, right? First uh, John two. Uh, chapter two, the 16th verse, this is first is a new King James version. And it reads like this for all in the world, for all that are in the world, this is the foundation for the premise by which we'll talk today is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the father and it's of this world. You cannot be a Christian by definition and be greedy or in love with this world. So these three things, if you look at greed and the foundation for any and every sin that is found in this world, it is always going to be, let's read it again, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye and the pride of life. Now I'm going to read the same scripture first off through the living Bible. First, John 2.16, Living Bible, it's going to make good sense, right? It says it's for all these worldly things, these evil desires, the craze for sex, the ambition to buy everything that appeals to you, and the pride that comes from wealth and importance, these are not from God. They are from this evil world itself. You will find that people that are very greedy have, have and I'm going to, oh, I'm going to talk about this in a minute. <laughs> I get so excited, but people who are greedy have, who are, who are full of lust, which is another form of greed. They are very financially inst unst uh, unstable. They squander money. It's not that they can't make it. They can't keep it because making money is easy. Keeping it is another thing, but they can't squander or be responsible for being a dog, like paying bills, but they, they run through money if they even get it like that. Okay, so that's the Living Bible. Let's read it from the Amplified Bible, okay? First John 2, 16, Amplified. 
for all that is in this world, okay? What summarizes what's in the world? What the lust and sensual cravings of the flesh and the lust and longing of the eyes and the boastful pride of life, parenthesis, pretentious confidence in one's resources and or instability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the Lord. You will find a when someone is rooted with the spirit of greed, manipulation, and control. Again, it's all related. They are lustful and not they will say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, I just love you, I love you, I love you. And there's no love in them because you cannot be lustful and love. And the you cannot love God and be full of lust. So someone cannot love God appropriately, they cannot love you appropriately. What you define as love and what they define as love is not the same thing. Their love is lust. Okay? And they're going to read the same scripture again this time. First uh, John 2, 16 and 17. This is not time. We're going to read through the Message Bible. Okay? It reads, don't love... And the Message Bible goes up to the 15th verse. Okay? Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out the love of the Father... Practically everything that goes on in this world, one, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important has nothing to do with the father. Y'all hear that? Me, me, me. What I want, my way, what I want, what I want to appear to be something that I'm not. It just isolates, it isolates you from him. The world in all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. We talk about false motives. False motives. False motives. All right, so let's talk about this. I want to talk about 10 reasons. And or signs and or signs that someone is motivated by the spirit of greed. Okay. One, first thing, this is in no particular order, they're not in order of importance. One, and I forgot to put one of these down here. Okay. I actually did. One is they are covetousness. And you can you can pick up if you listen to someone's conversation, you can pick up on it. As a strong desire to wish to have something, especially that belongs to someone else. So you want this it can broken. I'm gonna get real nasty there. Not nasty, but loving nasty. You got uh you want someone else's uh husband, you want someone else's wife, you want someone else's uh uh position, you want uh you want someone else's authority, you want someone else's anointing. So it's a strong desire to have something, especially that belongs to someone else. Or, I mean, this insatiable desire for worldly gain. You want to be seeing her. Look at me, look at me, look at me, darling. First John 4, uh, we're going to start at the, th at the third verse, New Living Translation, and it reads, and even when you ask, you don't get it, get it. Because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give what? Look at you, pleasure. You are adulterers. So self-worship. 
and you or, or the worship of things. You don't realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourselves an enemy of God. Do you think the scripture has no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. The spirit he also puts in us makes us faithful to who? Not our stuff, not our agenda, not our uh, uh, programs, to him. It also makes us fruitful through him. Not through our own agenda ways and manipulation. Point number two, signs is idolatry, the strong desire to be worshiped. This is the spirit of pride. Remember this bit began from uh, the beginning. Those who know Lucifer, who is Satan, began as an angelic being in heaven. This is what the scripture tells us. He was the praise and worship leader. He was absolutely an un uh, beautiful. So Satan is not walking around with a pitch red pitchfork and flames coming out of his ears and his eyes like you see in pictures. He was an angelic being problem now becomes is that he sees God's position of authority and and and, and decided uh I want to be you not I want to be like you as, as in to worship and honor you O father which is what I should do that's what he was created he he was seeing how when he played his instruments when he sang his songs when he did what praise and worshipers do people were not worshiping him which is what praise and worship does they were worshiping I mean they were not worshiping Satan excuse me they're worshiping God. And he thought to himself, I can take you off your throne, oh God, and put myself in there. See, people that are greedy and jealous and envious of you, I've said this multiple times for many years, they don't want to be inspired by you, beloved. They want to be you. And they think if they can strategize, they can take you off position and put themselves in position. This is a demonic agenda that happened in the beginning of time. This is why you can look at the pattern about who we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. You can hear, sense, and see someone's actions and trace it all the way back from the beginning. Because one thing that Satan does not do is he doesn't change his strategies. People change. They ignore the voice of God or they or they don't, or they are ignorant. They're not aware of, or, or, or they close their ears to the leading of the Holy Spirit, but they close their ears to the strategy of Satan, but it, it was there from the beginning. You understand? You ever had someone try to dethrone you from your position through their, their works? Well, it was there from the beginning. So when someone is grieved, they have a desire to be worshipped. Satan was like, I, I, why, why can't you worship me? So he created his own counter uh, uh, kingdom, which is a counterfeit anointing, which is why counterfeits are always in your face and trying to be, because it's a counterfeit. It, it's not real. It has no value. He created his kin a kingdom to, to assimilate or to almost mirror the kingdom of God, but it still has no value. It's still fake. It's still not real. It's a counterfeit. It's a camouflage. Watch this. So point number three. Having a form of God, when someone is in, at best a lukewarm Christian, a lukewarm Christian, watch this. Uh, when someone is a lukewarm Christian, that means they don't have an authentic relationship with God. They have an outward appearance of being a Christian, but their hearts are not for God. They speak the language of the kingdom, but their heart has that you know their heart has no real. They're not really a Christian. They don't really serve God. They don't love God. 
the Bible talks about how I think it was in Ezekiel. God told uh, Ezekiel, he said, I'm sending you amongst rebellion, rebellious people. He said, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from it. So I said this in the last teaching, but it bears repeating. If people do that to God, honor God, God with their lips, with their heart, what makes them think that they won't do it, do that to us? People will sit there and smile in your face and tell you how wonderful you are. And at the end and behind your back, they are ravishing wolves. They don't even like you. They're backstabbers. <laughs> like that 1970s song from the, I think it's the OJs. They smile up in your face all the while trying to take your place. But they have a form of godliness. You will notice people like this. Um, when they are in church, they talk the language of church folk. When they're in the world, they shapeshift and they talk the language of, of the world. Sometimes they even nasty to church folk. Then they, You see what I'm saying? Because it's a, a manipulative spirit. So let's read 2 Timothy 3. We're going to start at the first verse. It's going to be good. And it's in the title, again, we're reading from the Message Bible. Um, It's called Difficult Times Ahead. It says, don't be naive. For there are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches or in the day, people are going to be, watch this, self-absorbed, money hungry, self-promoting, stuck up, which is a form of pride or haughtiness, profane, contemptuous, or dishonorable of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog mentality, ruthless, Blow the windbags, addicted to lust and allergic to God. Come on here. They'll make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they're animals. Stay clear of these people. What does it say? It's all a show. What's the instruction? Stay clear of these people. Verse six, these are the kind of people who smooth talk themselves into homes of unstable and needy women and take advantage of them. Women who are depressed by their sinfulness take up with every new religious fad that calls itself truth. Mm-hmm. The Bible calls it, KJ Reach calls these silly women. They get exploited every time and never really learn. These men are like old Egyptian frauds, Janus and Jambres, who challenged Moses. They were rejects from the faith, twisted in their thinking, defying truth itself. But nothing will come of these latest imposters. Everyone will. Everyone will. Everyone will. Everyone will. See through them just as people saw through that Egyptian hoax. Now, I could add a little more to that. But I'm going to go ahead and lay that right there on there. That, uh, the message out makes that real plain. Real plain. Right, we talk about greed. So we said along with those lines, they have no authentic relationship with God. Let's talk about greed again. They stock for positions. They use Christians or Christian churches and even Christian leaders, or even in general. Because remember, I gave an example of 
uh, those were not obviously faith-based organizations, but organizations as a networking opportunity, who they can get next to. Remember, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, deception always comes through conversation first. How was Elizabeth Holmes able to sit there and get billions of dollars for funding on a fraud? She knew how to talk. She knew how to talk. She had charisma. So you, you can't take people at face value because they know how to talk. So when someone is not led by the spirit, what happens is when they deal with greed, when they don't have an authentic relationship with God, they're stale. They're stagnant. Uh, I mean, stagnant, means, stagnant means, excuse me, not moving. Uh, it means an unpleasant smell. It's unpleasant smell to God. Excuse me. <laughs> they take uh, their. Uh, they are talking. Watch this, but there is no anointing. Uh, they're bragging while living a lifestyle of deception. I see people all the time talking, but there's no grace to what they're saying. There's no anointing attached to what they're saying. See when the it's, you know, you, 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 you network here, network there and get meetings here and get meetings there. And there's no anointing. We hollering, hooping and squalling and no anointing. So everybody, if you, if you can say everybody's anointed, everybody has a calling on their life. Everyone has a purpose. Everybody is not walking in their anointing. They're just not. I think it's so sad. You find this in churches. We call things that are anointed and wonderful that are not. It's a display of emotion. There's no anointing there. When the anointing shows up, it's a difference. Um. So another, uh, okay, so that's, you know, I just, that's, that's, I'm hitting them quick today. It's kind of hard today, but hey, it's, we talk about greed. So, you know, you take what you want. It's, it's all love, it's all love, okay? So if you look at the scripture found in, um, they are emotionally unstable. When someone is greedy, they are emotionally unstable because the Bible says, I know that sounds mean, I'm not talking about now. Let me just clarify, because I know I'm a therapist and I am not suggesting that everyone who has a uh, a mental health or emotional uh, issue is, 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 is motivated by spirit of greed. Okay, I want to give that disclaimer. There's different reasons why someone may have some issues with their emotions. It includes traumas, abuses, stresses. Uh, you see what I'm saying? So, so don't take it to this totality now. I'm just giving you one example. The emotion unstable because James 1a says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Remember I just said lukewarm Christian. You, you, you one way here, you another way here. You, 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 you shape-shifting. So when you shapeshift like that, you one way in front of the world, you one way in front of the church. You're super sanctified in front of the church, in front of the preacher. And then when you get onto the world, you're another way. When you when you shapeshift to that extent, you become emotionally unstable. Okay? You are emotionally unstable. Now, you can have a rational conversation with an emotionally unstable person, believe it or not. Because they can say there's a form of a mental illness where uh, called delusional disorder where you can have a rational conversation uh, to someone about anything. Who's the president? Uh, uh, first ladies uh, uh, in in the White House. They can have conversation about politics, but when you hit that one nerve, it doesn't make sense. Their helicopter is following me. 
you know, I have people under my roof. Uh, I have uh, earbuds. So it gets real weird, but they can have a rational conversation about anything else. But that one, that one spot that they have not, uh, that that's just uh, that trigger, that painful point. Uh, uh, it gets, it just gets odd and we call it delusion, delusional disorder. And so again, you can be, uh, you can have someone who that, that can be rational in, 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 in on point in one area and completely emotionally unstable in another area. So don't think just because someone's having a rational conversation with you that it makes sense. Okay. Because it's not all the same. So, uh, so got James one and eight, but it's, again, let's read this again. It says a double-minded man is unstable in not some of his ways, not sort of, kind of, uh, air not again in all his ways. He's unstable. Okay. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Okay. Does that mean he can't have a rational conversation? It means that it is very difficult to maintain of that it doesn't mean they can't have a rational conversation about things doesn't mean they can't uh, uh, uh have some type of morality but eventually that 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 kind of inward outward it, it, it's like a it, like it's like a slow drip it starts from one area and then it'll keep spreading and spreading and spreading and eventually you get to a place where it's, you're unstable in all your ways but it don't start there though it starts something you leave unchecked a door that you leave open a leak that you leave in your house, uh, uh, a cancer in your body that, that doesn't get checked, it's going to spread. And then you get to that place where all your ways are unstable. This is why you see people that act like that. If you really, it, like they don't, it's just, you can you can tell when they they, they are de, we call it decompensating in, 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 uh, in the counseling world. We call it decompensating. It's almost like they slowly got, they're getting worse and worse and worse. And now they used to be able to hide parts of themselves. Now it's all out in the open. They used to be able to hold the hold their hand or hold their mouth and not uh, act in certain ways. And but after a while, it's just like they have a hard time keeping it together, and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until the point where they really are unstable in all their ways. Um, watch this. So let's talk about this again. There's no power in prayer because there's wrong motives. Now, let me talk about prayer. Prayer is not always, particularly you're praying in front of people. I think everyone thinks that if I'm going to pray powerful, I got to, you know, black people, we just love to holler, you know. But <laughs> but that hollering and hooping does not mean power. You can be sitting there just as still as as, as, as this microphone right here and, and get an effective prayer. Demons and devils start breaking off of people. So power is not volume. It's not like yelling. <laughs> okay, now if that's how you pray, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but prayer has, but power in prayer has to do with relationships and, and it has to be a relationship, excuse me, with the father. And so when you have a, a right motive, the anointing, the power of God rests upon you. So whatever you do, there's power in it, even in prayer. Okay. So John four, uh, three through four in the new King James version says you ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasure. Now, I know we already read that scripture. We read it from a different translation. We read it from the New King James Version. And this is adulterers and adulteresses, both as men and women who are caught up in adultery. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity or an enemy with God? Whosoever wants to be a friend of this world makes himself a, a, a uh, makes himself an enemy of God. Okay? 
uh, watch this. So there's no power in prayer. The Bible says in um, in Proverbs 21 verses two, it says people do the translation, do the translation again. People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. So you can be so self-deceived. You think I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. That's a delusional spirit. When you're wrong, we know you're wrong, but you, I'm right in your own eyes. But God examines the heart. God knows our motives. Now let's read the same chapter, Proverbs 21, verse two in the message Bible. This is what self-deception comes from. Okay. We justify our actions by appearances, what appears to be. Okay. But God examines our motives. Okay, we're going to read that chapter in James chapter 4 again. Uh, I'll give you another point, though. Uh, argumentative. Argumentative. So let's read the argumentative. I did a real call. Why do people argue? They always have false motives and agendas. And what they want to do is intimidate you, okay, or argue you into submission to fulfill their false agenda or false motive. So you say, fine, here you go. Take it. And you keep doing that, doing that, doing this. It's a slow drip away from yourself. You lose yourself. You keep doing it. Um, so let's talk about this. Now, we're going to go back to James chapter 4. This time, we're going to read it in the Message Bible. So where do you think all of these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way. That's pride. And you fight deep within yourself. Deep within you, you are fighting. You lust, remember that? Remember we said back again, the lust, the, uh, the, the, the lust comes in. You lust for what you don't have and are wanting to kill to get there. There are more than ways, one ways to kill people. And let's talk about killing. Yes, kill is the actual kill, okay? But killing could also mean you assassinate someone's character to get your own way. You betray someone's character to get your own way. There's many ways to kill someone other than physically. You, you, you destroy their spirit. You break them down, that kind of thing. You want what isn't yours, covetousness, remember that, and will risk violence to get your hands on it. Risk it all. This is why you can't hang around somebody that's greedy. You know, you wouldn't too, You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? And why not? Watch this because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. It is against the laws of God, but you're not going to ask God for it because you know he's going to say uh, you spoiled children, mm -hmm, each wanting your own way. So you're cheating on God. I'm telling you, the rest, the Message Bible become the Message Bible was. I don't even really, I don't really, really look at uh translation from the Message Bible. It's not my favorite translation, but I was just looking through this like this. This message is preaching here today, honey. <laughs> it's that you're cheating on God. If all you want is your own way, you can't serve God. And just, I just want my own way. And then God, you bless it. I want my own way, God. You do. I, this, this is what I want. Just bless it. Just, just don't even, just bless it. Mm -mm, God, uh -uh. God said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm God. <laughs> You're, what did we say again? You're cheating on God. All you want is your own way. Flirting with the world every chance you get. Someone has a very flirtatious spirit is a lustful person. You end up enemies of God and his way and you suppose god doesn't care the proverbs has it as this he is a fiercely jealous lover 
and what he gives his love and what he gives in love is far better than anyone else you'll find. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. God gives grace to the willing humble. Now, when I say, when he, when Jesus, when, when it's saying he's fiercely jealous, he's not jealous because they're thing called, you know, I did the whole teaching called jealous of, and I'm going to do another teaching on, on jealousy. What do you do when you were the jealous person? Okay. But when God is not looking at your possessions and saying, oh, I want, I want that because I'm God. He gave it to you in the first place. That's not being jealous over someone. He wants our full affections to be on him. He doesn't want us to contend with God and uh, our lover or, or our stuff. He He's not, he's, he's only, you only want to serve one God. Okay. Same way with this. If you're married, you, you, you know, you don't want your spouse dating somebody else. That's jealousy. You understand what I'm saying? And so God is like that. He is jealous over us. He does not want us serving him and our stuff at the same time. God's not going to compete with your agenda. He's not. All right. So the next thing greedy people do, they teach false doctrine. They teach false doctrine. Let's watch this. First uh, Timothy chapter four. Uh, when someone is greedy, they teach false doctrine because they have an ulterior motive. Now the spirit speaking expressly in the latter days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed or which means submitting to seducing spirits and doctrines or systems of the devil, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Come on, y'all. We're still talking about greed. Uh, now let's talk about this from, um, the, we're almost finished, so just hang with me. Uh, from the message Bible, same scripture, right? By the way, for those who are Bible readers, obviously, hopefully y'all know, everybody know, but BibleGateway.com, I, I think everyone knows about this uh, uh, this website. You can have apps and stuff like that, but that's where you get all these translations. And then also Blue Letter Bible is actually a really good one because it gives you Hebrew group uh, translations and tells you pronunciations and things like that for those who do like speaking engagements and you want to know like interpretations of Hebrew and Greek and stuff like that. Uh, you don't always need to go. You, if you want to buy the Bible, that's good. But if you're like me, you have multiple Bibles. Just go to Bible, um, not Bible Gateway, but go to Blue Letter Bible, and it kind of helps you to break it down as well. Uh, so anyway, so that's just that's the yeah I got yeah I gave you that one for free, okay, for free. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this. It says uh, the Message Bible goes like this: the the Spirit makes it clear. So what did the Spirit do? That's why we got led, led by the Spirit. The spirit makes it clear that as time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith and chase after demonic illusions put forth by professional liars. I'm telling y'all, the message Bible was preaching today. I was like, my God from heaven, what are they doing? <laughs> These liars have lied so well and so long they have lost their capacity for truth. Come on, message Bible. Come on. Y'all know people like that. They lie so well, right? The lies get bizarre and they believe their own lies. And you're like, ain't this, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I know people like that. They didn't lie to themselves so well. They didn't hurt things. They never been said. You're like, what is wrong with you? Something's wrong with you. <laughs> Oh, anyway, anyway, that's it. Watch this. Woo, that just hit you though. Don't they just hit you? They will tell you not to get married. They'll, they will tell you not to eat this or that food. Food, perfectly good food. 
God created to be eaten heartily with thanksgiving by believers who know better. I mean, they'll put uh, they'll put uh, things on you that uh, are God or against God that has nothing to do with God. Like these people from PETA and you can't wear fur. I, I, I wish somebody, don't you ever, I don't wear fur like that because that's just not my style. But don't ever, if I ever decide to wear fur, I promise you, if somebody puts some paint on me, we're going to have some whole problem. But that's neither here nor there. But people like that, now, it's nothing wrong with being vegan or being vegetarian. I was never vegan. I was vegetarian a couple of years, long time ago. Uh, but when they make that like, and I'm not trying to, but I'm using it as an example of when they make it like a moral issue, you know, well, you know, no cruelty to animals. So you're not supposed to eat, you know, uh, 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 red meat. Like I don't eat red meat or pork. But it's not because of religious issues. That would be an example. When they start putting these rules or laws on you, a morality that have nothing to do with God. If you want to eat uh, 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 red meat, just go ahead and eat what you want. If you want to eat some chicken, eat some chicken. If you want to go vegan, go, then go vegan. But don't make it a moral stance or a religious issue because that would be wrong. Okay, everything God created is good and to be received with thanks. Nothing is to be sneered at or thrown out. God's word and our prayers make every item in creation holy okay so they uh they what they do is they give you false uh bondages that you don't need to have okay so let's talk about this uh, point we're almost done uh here they also people are greedy are false prophets false prophets um let me see what was i reading earlier today i'm going to uh read deuteronomy chapter 13 i'm going to read briefly Deuteronomy 13, New Living Translation, very briefly, for false prophecy. And I'm going to reference also Jeremiah 23, the 34th to the 36th verse. I'm not going to, um, y'all, yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. Y'all got, got time. Just if you ain't got time, pause it. But watch this. It, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 13, it reads, suppose there are prophets among you, those who dream dreams about the future, and they promise you signs and wonders and predicted signs and wonders to occur. If they say, then come, let us worship other gods. Gods you do you have not known before. Do not listen to them. Okay. Do not listen to them. What why are they? They're giving you false prophets because of a false agenda. Right? It says the Lord your God is testing you to see if you truly obey him with all your heart and your soul. Say to your neighbors, just a test. Serve God and him only and fear him alone. Obey his commandments. Listen to this. Listen to his voice and cling to him, not your false prophets. These false prophets are visionaries who lead you astray must be put to death for they are encouraging rebellion amongst the Lord, your God, who redeemed you from slavery, but they're trying to lead you back, watch this, into slavery. Now you read Deuteronomy uh, chapter 13, one of your own time. It's a really, really good one. I just read a few first few verses. Now let's find ourselves in Jeremiah. Give me one minute here. Um, Jeremiah. 23, 34. Okay. Okay. Well, soon as you can see, you know, my, my iPad. Come on, iPad. You have a little iPad. Come on here. I put it in here. I put it on my notes here. I didn't look it up. I have it already written out. Give me a minute here. Come on, y'all. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you one minute. I wanted to read this. I want to have this uh, space. I'm going to edit out this whole space here. But Jeremiah. Oh, hold on. See, this is the devil. In the devil. <laughs> give me one minute. All right, so I thought I got it. <laughs> Jeremiah 23, false prophecy. 23, the 34th verse, and it reads, if any prophet or priest says uh, uh, anyone else, or anyone else, so it's a prophet, priest, or anybody. So it's a prophet, priest, false prophets, uh, parking lot prophets, whatever y'all call these folks, okay? Says I have a prophet among you, if I have a prophecy among you, um, it says don't listen. Watch what he says in 31st verse, but stop using the word prophecy from the Lord. Watch this. This is where greed comes from. For they are using it to give authority to their own ideas, turning upside down the words of our God. This is what false prophets do. They will add in a God said to give authority to a false authority to what their ideas and what they want. And then their agenda. And this is why they're motivated by the spirit of greed. And last, uh, few, last few things are, are people who are greedy have a hidden agenda uh, and they do things like fraud, steal, or, or threaten exploitation, okay, which has actually happened to me. So um, another, again, another symptom of someone who is uh, full of greed is they are, um, they're very, they have difficulty with financial stability. They'll do things like squander all their money and then ask you to pay bills for them. They'll do things like squander their money, like don't pay their rent and squander what they have, don't save. And then, you know, don't, they just don't, they're not financially responsible. They just lose money like that. Like I said, getting, uh, making money is, is easy. Keeping it is another thing. It's not hard, but when you have a wrong mentality, a poverty mentality, you can't keep money. And you're very, um, that's why you should be selective. You should just be selective. They're very comp- competitive. And again, people who are greedy are, they'll that blackmail exploitation they will they will date you hang out with you befriend you show up where you're at uh jackful positions within churches under false pretenses okay they will also threaten frivolous losses because they're trying to get more money out of you um they'll make intentional uh so fraud simply means making intentional uh statements with the intent to defraud a victim right and they're also very jealous people and if someone is greedy they're very jealous uh, they're envy and they uh, say they're jealous of you, but when they get into envy, they want to do something about it. Okay. I know we went on for a long time. Give me a few more points. We are done. So uh, what should you do about it? Number one, if you experience or become a victim, we don't, we don't like to call people victims. We call them survivors. But if you have been a victim or a survivor of some people who was greedy, hopefully you don't find that in you. Uh, what you want to do is find yourself in therapy where you have to heal. I wrote a book and a series of books called Broken Trying to Lead. And that's a training course related to that. But I'll post a link to that book. It is not free. You can download a copy of my free ebook, The Accuser. But Broken Trying to Lead is a wonderfully, massively written book. Um, And I forgot to... Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to get a copy of it so I can show you the cover. Okay, guys. So this is a copy of this book. Uh, It is called Broken Trying to Lead. It's one of the books. Any of my books will help you to deal with this. But if you are someone who's experienced this, uh, as well this is a really good book you see it's a really thick book so if you don't want to read uh, don't buy this book <laughs> if you do get ready to read and it comes with about three different workbooks it's a i uh i love this book okay it's my book okay 
And you can get this in paper copy. I don't I, I don't remember this from digital digital download. I can't remember. I wrote this in 2019. This book is amazing. Pick it up. I think it's like it maybe I don't know how much it is. I think it's like $24.99, I believe. But if it's, if it's a little bit more, look at it, okay? But it's a good book. So if you are a leader, you've experienced you know, someone motivated by a spirit degree and you want to heal, get this book. Also go to therapy. Uh, so you also want to explore your own correction, introspective. Where have you, where you have to be self-introspective and make sure that, again, this type of spirit is not found in you because it's easier to hear stuff like this and, and play victim. And I don't understand why people did this to me. But no, no, no. Let this not be found in you and repent. Also, if you've been victim to this, remember the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. And sometimes we find ourselves in spaces and places that we shouldn't have been in because we wanted our own way. And so you have to be introspective and to seek healing, but also own your own stuff is what I'm saying. Living godly principles Commit to live godly principles, even if it costs you something. Sometimes people that are, when it, when it, people operating under this uh, greedy spirit, it's a counterfeit spirit, and it can almost feel like feel like why are people who do wrong uh, become successful? But remember, in the end, it's it's only temporary. You understand what I'm saying? So don't compare, or you'll be be in despair. Be led by the spirit. Quickly forgive, move on. Remember, forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Okay, I wrote a book called Healing the Heart Through Forgiveness, but forgiveness does not mean, uh, particularly when someone has betrayed you, does not mean that you need to reconcile and be in relationship, family, friends, romantic partners. Okay, trust God even when you don't understand. The key, one of the key components I said before, people are greedy; they don't know, they don't learn how to wait. Now look at the story of Elizabeth Holmes. She dropped out of, of Stanford at 19 years old. All she had to do was continue to submit to the process get accepted into the graduate school and then begin to work. She could have still could have probably got the same funding for her, uh, her for her invention. And she had submitted to like a, the, submitted her research to a, to the review board and really had other people who are mentoring her and submitted to the process of learning your craft. So you could come out with an invention that would have saved the world, but she didn't want to wait and she started a business, but she didn't want to wait. And there's something, sometimes your waiting process is preparing you but it's also your learning process, you know? And I've heard people say, people want to be successful, but if the end, if the means does not always justify the end, if you got to greedy, sleep with people, lie to people, betray people to get to the end result, is it really success? And the answer is no. Because what you got to do to get there is what you got to do to keep it. So be honest up front and learn how to wait. Where you want to be, you will be there one day, but learn to wait and submit to the process. Commit to a lifestyle of prayer, worship, and fasting. Be consistent. Don't take anything or anyone at, at face value. Don't wait till your heart is well. Don't take anything or anyone at face value. Because we live in a day time, it's been a deception, and people are lying. Okay? All right. Commit to staying humble. Remember, one of these spirits was the spirit of greed was rooted in pride. Stay humble. God will promote the humble and dispose the proudful. And don't compare your journey to others. Okay, remember, counterfeits come up before the real thing. And sometimes what God has for them, it is for them. And what God has for you, it is for you. So don't compare because compare and what despair. Okay, God. 
I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. You can check me out at www.drsamariacolbert.com. You can follow me on all social media platforms. Uh, if you want therapy, www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. Okay, you must be a North Carolina resident. You can go to the website, trainingchristianleaders.com. If you go to my also, uh, I've written a boatload of books. But if you want to just see a library of the books that I have written, just go to that main website, click on the link that says bookstore, and there's a prefla, prefla, prefla. There's a whole bunch of books, <laughs> a plethora of books um, that I have written. And then we'll be back in the tape. We'll be back another day, another time, another banger. Bye, y'all. Bye.